1: Love it with some passion. Rubber
0: band and the money that keeps stacking. Got a honey who come with a leap fashion. She too fine. I tell her
1: that thing magic. You ain't a hustle, you broke what well that seems tragic. Got a catch in the field like deep passes. I tell her, plug if it's sticky to
2: What is going on, sports fans, football fans? fans, period. We like to be up in this joint. It's me and your boy so girls for the girls in the building on a me. Friday night. I know y'all used to chop up on Saturdays, ball, but we're going to get this no thing going on Fridays because we like to enjoy so college football I got a around this time. We got everything. Mom's Sterling definitely likes to enjoy home college home football home around this time home. of year. So, uh, well, well, i give you your chance real quick to go ahead, and, go ahead and go ahead and brag on what you got going on with your, your college football team because Michigan is just out here uh, having too much fun these days
0: well they said that the wolverines couldn't do it they said that you know jim harbaugh can't can't uh beat ohio state in the shoe and he did jim harbaugh is the best coach in the big 10 and he got them boys about to play in the college football playoff not to mention that we're gonna be playing uh in in the big 10 championship game tomorrow night sorry bruce i know i know you're ohio state fan it's all love over here but uh Wolverines the cream of the crop right now I can't even hate by the way I I don't know if you you texted me you know the first first quarter of the game but Uh did you also notice that Donovan Edwards running back played the game with one hand I did I did you you saw he was busting them tackles and, and just running just just free in the daylight with one hand bro it's just amazing
2: for the record, though, I do want to make it clear that I was going – I was pulling for Michigan. Like, I said that publicly. You my dog. You got to. Well, I'm just saying because I didn't – take because you said I text you. I, I wanted to make sure it wasn't like people don't think I was texting you on some hate stuff because Michigan started off slow. My thing was just like, yo, we're going to have to tighten up this defense if that's how it's going to be, man. Like, we got to figure this <laughs> out. And then, man, like they – I feel like the, the first quarter was a little slow. But yeah. I tell you what, bro, once that fourth quarter hit – <laughs> it was curtains. Bye bye. <laughs> you talk about a curtain call. It was absolutely over come the fourth quarter. Them boys just, it wasn't even fair. It looked like two completely different teams. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan's one of the better uh, second half
0: adjustment teams uh, in college football. And that and that's proven statistically. Uh, you know, they, I don't think they've given up, you know, more than 30 points on the season in the second half. Like they've been really good.
2: Well, real quick, we're going to add my man, Antoine Staley. You know, your, your favorite New York Jets fan is getting the building. What is yes, going sir, on, bro? Man, what's up? Uh, you sound quiet. You tired, man? I, I just woke up. I ain't going to hold you. I just woke up.
1: No, no, I didn't.
2: <laughs> what's well, good with you, though, man? How you doing?
1: Uh, just busy, but I'm doing all right. How are y'all doing?
0: We were just talking about how the Michigan Wolverines are the best team in the Big Ten. You know, just just, you know. <laughs>
1: well I think so I mean as long as they beat Purdue on uh, Saturday I mean I think they'll be good but yeah I think I mean I thought Ohio State was gonna win so of
0: course you did of course you did <laughs> I,
1: didn't, I didn't trust like I didn't trust Michigan and Jim Harbaugh going into Ohio State and winning like I hadn't I, seen it Like I never like they hadn't done it so how could you blame me
0: yeah no nah, I, I I, I. you know I didn't think the Bills were gonna I mean the the Wolverines are gonna win like that I did no. not see that coming
1: no, that, that was like a total uh, domination in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, that they definitely turned it on.
0: What my man say curtains? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said it was a curtain call. I said yeah,
1: What's I that was, fourth quarter it was looking, uh, At halftime. So, yeah, they just turned it on after halftime and then like a completely different team.
2: Yeah, that is exactly what I said before you popped in. Exactly, like completely different. Shout out to Mr. Diggs in the building. Says, yo, 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 let's go. Buffalo right here, right now we can let's just get right into it we gave sterles this moment to shine real quick because it's only right but let's get right into the thursday game then we're going to talk a little bit about the jets game and then we can talk about the miami game and then whatever other games that y'all think is important around the weekend um let's let's uh start with twan like yo the the way the the way this game went i think it it went in the way that most bills fans kind of wanted it to go you know I actually expected it to be a little bit more competitive. What do you, just first thoughts off the top? What do you think about last night's game, Bills versus the Patriots? You know, how did it? What what went wrong for the Patriots?
1: I mean, their offense. I mean, I think their offense has been an issue the entire time. I mean, their defense is really good. I mean, I think you can say about three about three teams in the AFC East they have really good defenses outside of Miami. Miami is kind of eh, a bit suspect, but. Yeah, I think uh, the Patriots have a really great defense. Judon is playing all world. What a, you know, argument can be made that he's uh, a big candidate for defensive player of the year. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you got to be able to score points. And I just feel like, you know, they're not set up in a position where they can do that. And it's not all Matt Jones' fault. I think it's easy to look at that. But look at who the play call is. I mean, they got Matt Patricia. I mean, Joe Judge are running offense. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's not really a recipe for success, to be honest with you. So I, I, I thought it would be close for a little bit, and then the Bills would pull away, and that's kind of exactly what happened.
2: Man, Mac Jones was upset, bro. He was on the sideline screaming, throw the – I ain't going to say the word, but throw the ball, run the game, or the running game sucks. Like, you know, he was going in. Um, I I think I can understand his frustration. Um, after the game, Ryan Fitzpatrick was talking about how it's a difficult thing when, like, your offensive coordinator don't trust you, and you can tell that he don't trust you because the play cause that's coming in is, like, run here, run there, maybe a screen, short pass here, and they just won't open up the playbook. Uh, Sterles, like – Watching it, I know we were Bills fans, but watching a game and looking at it, trying to look at it from this the the lens of a, a Patriots fan, and you see how that offense is, and then you see how Josh Allen is out there, just like, you know, slinging, just throwing the ball everywhere. Uh, what is what? what i don't even know how to ask this question man like how how frustrated is that for a fan but then it's like what what really realistically could you have expected as a patriots fan because i haven't seen mac i know the vikings game was okay but i haven't seen mac jones like really light the scoreboard up you know throughout his career yeah i think it comes down to so if we, we look at the vikings
0: game the vikings don't have a really good defense so so mac jones was able to he was able to get his, but I think when it comes, when you play a a Sean McDermott led defense, you know, they're going to test you and and you have to, you know, they're going to change the look at uh, post snap and you're going to have to answer and they don't have the weapons to do so. And and Mac Jones is not comfortable in that offense. You know, that little quick game stuff they were doing is, is not going to work. It's not going to work. And so they, they definitely going to have to, uh, Matt Patricia is not an offensive coordinator and I don't even know why he's even calling the plays to begin with. I mean, that, that whole,
1: that's
0: (laughs) right. They don't. And and Bill Belichick for all the connections that he has and so forth, you would have just, you just think that like they would have done a better job of that. And this is, you know, Twan, I think we've probably all kind of talked about this prior to the season, but like, this was kind of going on in training camp where they didn't have an identity on offense and you just heard like there's no movement in this offense. And then even the, the, the seven points with the touchdown that it did score came from Marcus Jones, who's a DB, and he only had one snap on offense. So it's, it's extremely predictable. So that they, they, they got some work to do.
2: It's just ugly. It's you want to you want to kind of jump on that as well. Talk about how that offense. No, is. I just
1: uh, I just think that it's just no continuity whatsoever. Yeah. It's easy to point fingers at Matt Jones, but, you know, he's not the reason why they don't have a lot of weapons and he's not the reason why, you know, the play calling has been crappy probably to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> the nice way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think so many, it's easy to put the blame on him, but, you know, I think if you look at Bill Belichick, I mean, he's not putting them in a position to win. That's basically what it boils down to. And, you know, some of the things that Belichick did well early in his career, he's not necessarily doing some of the same things now. And I know it's easy to they say, you know, you had Tom Brady and that was the reason why they, win, but they won, but they also won because they had really good defenses too as well. But, you know, they just they don't have a lot of playmakers. And it goes back to what why the reason Brady left in the first place too because they the lack of playmakers that they had. And, you know, he didn't want to deal with that, what Matt Jones is kind of dealing with, you know, right now
2: and and you know what it's it's interesting like to to look at it like for years you you feel like um the quarterback situation there when they had brady they took he took less so that way he could pay his offensive line and and get a weapon here or there and it just seems like you know you got mac jones in this rookie contract you would think that you would still be able to build the team the same way but man i bro those weapons, they spent a lot of money on those tight ends and they're not getting the, the type of return on that type of investment. The bills aren't either, but they're not getting the type of return on that type of pay that you want. Um, the wide receivers, does anybody really think Devonte Parker is a, is a true number one wide receiver for a roster?
1: Um, I mean, he was, like, but he can't stay healthy. That's really the main thing yeah. for him. Like it's always like, I covered him with the dolphins. Like, I mean, he has the talent, but he can never stay healthy. And had yeah, that one good year in Miami where he stayed relatively healthy, but outside of that, like nothing really.
2: It's just insane. And Mr. Diggs in the comments says Green Bay and Pats have the same problem not investing in the early round wide receiver. You, you, I think it's a little different. I mean, it's yes to this point, but I think it's a little different because you really, I think Green Bay over the years have just kind of assumed that. Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, he can elevate the play of everybody around him. They did get him Devonte Adams at one point, and that was like a match made in heaven. But now it's just like, okay, you you just got to make everybody better. Sometimes you just like now it's it's starting to play out. Now I think um, was it Christian Watson looks yeah. dynamic, like he looks like he, yeah. he they found something. But you know, early then, on, was room,
1: second round pick. I mean, even Devontae yeah. Adams was take a round pick.
2: Yeah, so so I mean, but but. But the Pats, man, they just don't have um, – now, Ramon J. Stevenson is a weapon. I love that dude. Sure. He didn't. He didn't get to go off last night, thankfully, on the Bills. But, like, really all season, he's been going off, like, every game. He's their leading receiver and their leading rusher. And, you know, man, I, I love that dude. I, I can't even hold you. Like, I hate giving compliments to the Patriots on any level. But him and Matthew Judon are, like, my two favorite players in the division outside of the Bills uh let's talk a little bit about the the bills offensive line and then i want to flip that question to antoine about the patriots um so bill's offensive line we were without uh our starting left tackle deon dawkins uh we kind of played i don't even know if you want to call the musical chairs with with, uh question he had his left ankle injured then we finally uh they they put bobby Hart in for a couple plays and he was even worse without an injury (laughs) like how do you look at the, the performance of what we saw in that offensive line
0: Man, it was bad. Uh, namely, you know, David Questenberry. Like, he, David Questenberry plays mostly – I mean, he, he could play guard. He could play right tackle. But putting him on the left side, I and mean, then they really didn't have a choice because obviously they weren't confident in putting Bobby Hart, which he did see some time in left tackle. But, I mean, ankle injury aside, I mean, you look at his technique and what he was trying to do, and it just wasn't working. Like, you get him up against a dynamic athlete like Josh Shea. Uh, from Michigan, you know, I got ripped by a guy, but uh, and uh Matthew Judon, man, it, there was no hope. There was no hope. I mean, I felt bad for Josh at times. It kind of reminiscent of uh what it looked like when he was a rookie with the Bills. You know, they didn't have no help with offensive line, but it was really bad, man. It, it goes to show, you know, Deion Dawkins is worth every penny they pay that man because Questenberry looked bad. I had people texting me who really aren't football fans talk about how bad David Questenberry looked at left tackle. So it was rough.
2: He, he was bad, man. Like, it was time. And I get it. He's injured. So I'm not I'm not kicking him while he's down. But I'm just saying, like, I am. <laughs> I, I'm, well, well, I'm the guy. I feel like, because I'll bring this coming back up. Um, Spin says, I got to give props to Questenberry for hanging in there. I mean, I knew he was going to get beat and kept going. And then uh, Buffalo Late Night says, Questenberry's injury didn't help. But we do need Dion back. My thing is, I don't like to use excuses on any level. And I think I've said it to both of you several times throughout the year at this point now. It's like, if you're injured, don't play if, if you're not injured and you're playing, I don't want to use the excuse as an injury. So I I don't know. Like I, I understand that he's, that he had a messed up ankle, but he got beat several times. He tripped over his own feet several times. Like it was just bad. But then on the flip, I feel like the, the offensive line uh, for the Patriots, they really didn't do. I mean, Mac Jones ran around a lot. He got away from these guys. I don't know why we couldn't seem to tackle him. But, Antoine, what what was your perspective of looking at that Patriots offensive line? It seemed like without Vaughn, the Bills still were able to, to kind of put some pressure. And they got home a couple times, but just not as much as you would think the way they were getting back there.
1: Well, they've had some issues, too, kind of with musical chairs. I know uh, Andrews was out there uh, back this week, too. But, you know, he's had some injuries, concerns there. but. Yeah, I mean, I think that has been an issue their entire year. You're able to be able to get penetration on, you know, Matt Jones. And, you know, I definitely saw it when the Jets played them a couple of times, too, where they they sat them with combined 12 times in two meetings, like, which is just insane. So, yeah, I'm not really surprised that, you know, the Bills were able to get pressure on. I was surprised that, you know, they weren't able to bring him down probably as much as they should have because they probably should have registered more set. I don't know what the total was exactly, but, you know, I felt like they were – in the backfield a lot more um, than probably the sack total would indicate. But yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots have had, that's one of their bigger issues. They can't really protect Matt Jones. I know he can move a little bit, but you know, when you have a guy like there, that's not like a Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, you gotta be able to protect them uh, a little bit better than what they have been. And that's really, you know, indicative of some of their offensive issues.
2: We, we just t- got done talking about the Patriots not having the right weapons, but I the moment or I the moment just I actually asked this question too is Belichick not as good as of a GM as he is a coach because it, it does seem like obviously when when the when the game is on when the lights are on typically throughout his career he knows how to move the move the pieces around on the field and they they win they do good things but during the offseason man it's just like there's been some questionable head scratching decisions over the last couple of seasons besides Matthew Judah I think that was the best signing that he's had in, in ages. But, you know, aside from from that, it's like, is he really just not the GM that he is as a coach?
1: But I mean, he's always been kind of picking the players. I mean, he's always had control of that. So it's not like that's hadn't always been the case. I mean, he had a person helping him. But ultimately, it's his call. It's his decision on the roster moves and everything like he has all that power. It's just now he's just not making the right decisions. That's basically what it boils down to.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man, because the thing is, when you have Tom Brady, it masks all your problems. And he doesn't have that security blanket anymore. And I think uh, Bill Belichick, the GM, has always been bad. I don't think he's ever really been a, a good, uh, had a keen eye for talent in terms of valuation. I, I think, you know, coaches should coach a GM should should uh, handle the roster. So without Tom Brady in that safety blanket, a lot of their issues are, are, are,
2: are uh, showing up. And I don't think they've drafted well either. And that's just right. that's, a, that's you know, the problem.
1: That's yeah. the problem. Like, yeah, they free agency, they've made some nice okay moves at times, but you know, you gotta be able to draft well and then replenish that talent. And that's something that they had not been able to do. You take a cold strange in the first round when somebody, you know, he probably would have been a second or third round pick. Right. I mean, that's not really smart business where you know, trying Ta- to reach like that.
0: Taekwond Thornton in the second round.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to make better decisions because you're trying to replenish your roster and they, they don't have the talent that some of these other teams have. I mean, they have great coaching. That's why they're probably going to win eight games or so. But right. you know, to have that talent, that lack of then it's just really killing them right now, especially in the division where it's so, you know, dead on and tight right now.
2: Yeah. The division I, prior to, and I guess even still after this game is, I feel like it's the best or the second best division in football, depending on just, just depending on your perspective. Cause you got the NFC, what is the East, East and then the AFC East. And both of those divisions just seem to kind of be like, look, we're going to dog it out every week. It's going to be some games where the, the rankings going to change every single week. Right. And I mean, you saw last week, the bills went the first after Thanksgiving and they went back to second. Now they back first again, the, it's just it's a weird thing to see the Patriots at the bottom looking up, but it's a great feeling. I don't know how it feels for you and so you've covered every team except the Bills, right? So you've covered covered the Patriots at a no. Mm-mm.
1: Okay, I don't know I why I feel like you- but no, I never covered the Patriots.
2: Okay. It's just weird. It's just weird at least for me as as an adult now cuz my entire adult life has been the Patriots. You know, it's like they've been they've been that squad and it's it's just it's crazy to look at the bills. And and now I think Miami's here to stay for a while. I don't think this is a fluke. I'm not a huge, obviously I'm not a huge Miami fan because of my allegiance to the bills, but you know, when you watch them, they're, they're, um they're dangerous. They got two receivers that they're going to have for a while. Tua looks good in this system. It's not, I don't think it's that Tua is out there looking like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, but I think this system absolutely fits his style of play and, and fits his uh, talent level. And Look, sometimes all it takes is, and I don't want to call him a, a system quarterback, but sometimes all it takes is having the right coach call the plays that, that benefit you.
1: Well, he's not he you- believing in him now. I mean, he really didn't have that before. He had a guy that didn't yeah. want him. That's basically for what sure. it boils down to. I mean, so having somebody, it ain't even just the system for me. I thought he played well under Flores. It, he just wasn't confident in him. He didn't believe, he, he didn't, He wanted Deshaun Watson. Let's just call it what it is. They yeah. He wanted Deshaun Watson to be his quarterback. You know, the, Chris Greer didn't oblige, and obviously Stephen Rawls, too. So they decided to stick with Tua, and it's really paying off right now. So, yeah, I mean, the man's playing at an MVP-type level right now. I mean, I, you can't really deny that. He's definitely a three, four top four candidate for the MVP at the moment.
2: I don't like it. I don't like it. But before we move on to it, because I do want to talk dolphins, obviously they're they have a huge game this week. Every game is huge. The Jets game is huge. So before we move on to that, uh my my people's my squad over at the mafia talk says, uh, big dubs, Edmonds catching bodies. I know if I see any comment about my my dog Tremaine, I gotta bring it up. And then uh I, I do want to kind of touch on on the rule. It's been like this since since Dak. Not Dak, since uh Des. I hate that rule about you know the ball didn't hit the ground. I, I think he established possession, and obviously I'm a Bills fan, so I'm saying it was an interception. It should have been called an interception. It should have been
0: an interception.
2: But I, I feel like that was an interception, man. And it's like sometimes the the interpretation of these rules are a little like to me super annoying. Um, Tuan, what was your? And then I'll swing that right up to you, Stros. After Twan, what was your interpretation of that? Like I feel like it was a catch, man.
1: I mean, he didn't maintain possession the entire time. I mean, that's. Look, it sucks as a rule, but I I get it because you want him to be able to make sure you caught the ball and you're not juggling it outside, you know, when you fall down. But, I mean, it it sucks, man. But I I think it's the right call. I really do. Like, I mean, it's it's hard to know what a catch is anymore. That's basically what it boils down to when, you know, you get these rules and you're like, I I don't know the guy. Like, the ball might have been moving. Did it hit the ground? But, you know, ultimately, I think if it's any kind of question – you got to call an incomplete. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the call. It's just, you it kind of sucks for Bill's pay because you know, that was such an outstanding play at the time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. It, it, it's, I'll be okay with it if it was consistent. And the problem is, it's just not consistent. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. What is the catch And the rules? need to I, Can, can the rules just be changed, man? Like we make the simplest things hard, when it comes to officiating and, and the rules in the NFL. And, and I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he that did, did seem like that he juggled the ball, but at the same time, man, caught the ball two feet in. After that, to me, it shouldn't matter, you know. Uh, but unless the ball just completely drops and hits the ground. It
1: didn't but,
0: uh, the ground. Yeah. So I I think it, it should have been a pick. I mean, as, as my Bills fandom comes in, that's a, that's a damn pick. All right. <laughs> Tuan, you would feel you would probably feel differently if it was uh the you know if it was Sauce doing that, but uh
1: no, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I I mean, like I mean, I just think you have you have to be able to maintain that possession yeah. no matter who it is to it's But yeah, I get your point too. Like it, just, he made a great play, yeah. and then such to have it overturned like that.
2: All right, and then the last topic on the Bills before we start moving on to the the rest of the AFC and then around the league, my man PJ, he's right. We got to at least touch on this. Um, So Odell Beckham Jr. spent some time in New York, New Jersey yesterday, and today I feel like he had – well, he's in Jersey. Twan always laughs when I I point that out. Yeah, like he
1: didn't go – they went to the city last night and had dinner, so they were – And then he's
2: been at the facility. He was at the facility today.
1: But you could throw a rock over to the city. Like like – I, I get your, okay, let's just go ahead. This is go ahead, because we're not going to agree with this. Go ahead.
2: I'm just saying, It's only one team in New York State, bro. It's oh only God. one. Like, oh, my God,
1: this is so territorial. They don't pay New York State taxes. I don't blame them.
2: I don't either. You, I think it's smart. Him? No, I think it's smart. It's it's incredibly brilliant. So
1: where where are you going to build a football stadium in New York City?
2: I mean Jay-Z and them figured it out for for the basketball arena over there. That's twenty
1: thousand 20, 20, people. Try to fit like eighty thousand somewhere in the middle of the Bronx or somewhere like hey, that. Hey, they
0: could take some the of them Bronx. parks down. Shit. <laughs> you look, you look
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a monopoly
0: one. man.
2: <laughs> but the point is he 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 visited the 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 Giants first. He has an order of visit. So it's the Giants, the Bills, the Cowboys. I'm hearing that KC is a little bit in play as well, even though I thought that that kind of died out. And then there was um there was one more team I feel like was making some noise when it came to the OBJ sweepstakes. I got to look it up while while we talk about this. Uh let's start with this one with Sterles. Uh I still think I still think Regardless of how good Isaiah McKenzie played the last two games and regardless that Gabe grabbed a touchdown yesterday, I still think we absolutely need somebody like Odell Beckham Jr. How How's your feelings when it comes to the potential? I know we're coming off the ACL tear, but but what do you feel like You know this could mean for the Bills if, if we don't let this? Because he's supposed to be in Buffalo tonight.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think it would be huge. Uh, they they could use a talent like OBJ, and and, and not just from a, a football perspective, but I just think another dude opposite Stefan Diggs with that type of confidence would 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 be amazing. Just I think it would give the whole offense a boost, and and you know Odell can get it, you know short, intermediate, and long. His route running is is just really good, man. And I think it would unlock this offense to another level. Um, but you know. The, the dollar's got to ma- match. And, you know, the cool thing about all this is no matter who gets Odell, I, he's going to sign for a two or three year deal is what it sounds like. That's a rumor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I'd be it'd be cool for the man to get his bag. But if he wants to win a Super Bowl or or be with a team that's really
2: close to doing that, you know, I think it's with Buffalo rather than the Cowboys. I think it's with both. I mean, I feel like Bills fans talk about Cowboys like they're nothing. Right. But I think the Cowboys have a good defense. I think Dak is a good quarterback and they have some key pieces. I'm just confused as to why you want to sign an Odell Beckham Jr. at this point of his career as and then you let uh Amari Cooper go. Like to me, that's just the only it confusing part. Like you had Amari Cooper, you had the talent. And Twine looks like he don't agree. So. Money.
1: No, it's money. Like yeah. that's why it was it was a bit salary. It's a bit, of a salary dump. That's basically what it was. So I mean, and yeah, I think they, they, de- the Cowboys definitely need somebody else. And I thought they, they thought probably somebody else would step up out opposite side of CD Lamb, mm-hmm. but that hasn't been the case too as well. So yeah, they definitely could use somebody like that. Buffalo could use somebody like that. I mean, I know you talked about Kansas City, obviously. I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, they look great, but they, it's still like so- something maybe missing with the chiefs too, like right, where they have they need a playmaker like that i don't know how much he's going to give you at this stage at least right now but you know to have somebody that can command that attention i definitely think would be big for any of these teams including i mean even the giants too where they definitely need another playmaker somebody to take some pressure off Saquon Barclay.
2: yeah i feel like all three of these teams that we're talking about have it um pj mentions that that Allen misses Beasley I think we all miss like if you if you're being honest about what the game is and and the way Josh Allen has been connecting with his with his weapons here I think all three teams we we miss two of those teams miss Beasley the Cowboys and the Bills um, shout out to to RC3 our, our with the super chat love the show guys keep up the work the good work man thank you so much uh, Mr. Diggs with another one Ty, guys Allen Allen I, oh, I don't. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alan, yeah, I'm like, hi, yeah. guys. I sound that's that's crazy <laughs> oh, here. Like, I can't oh, read. Oh. Uh, Alan Diggs' connection is prime for Super Bowl 57. I hope so, man. But mm-hmm. I feel like it, I feel like coming into the season, I didn't feel like there were gonna be as many teams. In that conversation, but now I feel like it kind of developed into more than just like the, the usual suspects. So uh, let's get it. Let's get into it. And, and the first one, we already kind of started talking about them a little bit earlier. Let's talk about Miami, man. Uh, this Miami and San Francisco 49ers game is probably for me the game of the weekend um, that I'm going to be paying attention to the most. I already I think I said earlier. Uh, yeah, I know what my my rooting interest is, and I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely out there when it comes to the 49ers. So uh, let's talk about this game from your perspective, man. I know, you know, it, it has it matters with the Jets as well, because the Jets is close when it comes to, to the standings.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, well, I, I'll talk about that matchup, too. I mean, it's gonna come down to, you know, the Dolphins offensive line. I think, you know, they're going to be without our It looks like. Uh, he's doubtful for the game against San Francisco and I imagine he doesn't play because I think they want him for the home stretch and you know somebody that has like injury history there with him so yeah I mean going up against that 49ers defensive line which is one of the best in the NFL obviously a lot of people talk uh, talk about it Bosa too and what he's able to do there can they protect Tua and then if they're able to protect Tua then I think you'll be able to get some explosive plays down the field but I think it's going to be a tough challenge, too, especially when you're facing a defense that's as good as what they're you know, into, going to face on Sunday. So, yeah, that's a big matchup. And also, can they slow down Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers offense? I think mean, the Dolphins offense has been – I mean, defense has been suspect. You know, Even if you look at the second half of the Houston Texans game uh, last week there, they kind of took the foot off the pedal. I know they were up you know, pretty big in that one, and they allowed some points there late, and – you know, I guess they, the offense like this with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays, then, yeah, I definitely think, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge for them. So I, I think I, I like the 49ers in this one. And, you know, I know Tua has been undefeated, you know, in the game she's finished as a starter. But, you know, I definitely think that's probably going to come to an end uh, on Sunday.
2: Uh shout out to my girl B. She says she need the 49ers to squish the fish. That's how I think that's how all the Bills yeah. are thinking. Um I I feel like I heard and I, I gotta go back and double check, but I'm I'm thinking that I read somewhere that uh both their starting tackles are gonna miss this game as well. So I think this is like gonna be well, Nick Bosa and I know Austin
1: Jackson is like I think he's uh gonna play. But yeah. But um I think he's questionable, but I think he's gonna play. But I know Armstead is probably is doubtful, so he's probably not gonna play.
2: Man, that, that, I mean, huge. it's a huge loss. It's yeah. like, And I think as a Bills fan, we can say after seeing Deion Dawkins out, like you can understand what a starting left tackle or a starting tackle, mm. missing that, especially against a team like the 49ers that has that type of pass rush. It's just, it's insane. Shout out to my cousin, John Banks. Love you, man. The Giants aren't good overrated. Tua is left-handed Jimmy G, not a knock. And the bills are clicking right now. Love you, Sp- I love you too, man. Um I don't think I don't think the comparison between Tua and Jimmy is a bad thing, but I, I no, think No. No. No, man, 49ers fans are saying it, and it's not a bad th- I don't I don't look at it as a knock, but I think that they're di- they're a little bit different. I, I like I like Tua more than I like Jimmy. And he's I, more I, I feel accurate.
1: he's I feel more, dirty he's, way fan, more. he's way more Yeah. Accurate. Yeah.
2: yeah
0: I, I don't like Tua, but I like Tua if that makes sense. Like I don't like that he plays for the Dolphins, but I mean he what 69% completion percentage, 19 touchdowns, what uh three interceptions. And I mean, he's 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 doing what he's supposed to do. You know, he's the he's the point guard in that offense, and, and he was that in Alabama, and he's doing that right now. And in this game that we're talking about, the 49ers have the number one right defense in the NFL. And, and the four, and the, uh, Miami Dolphins are ranked third. So I think this will be a really good test for Tua to see. It kind of likened to Josh Allen when they had to go to San Francisco and play the 49ers a few years ago. We kind of got to see where Josh Allen was in his development and maturation. I think the same thing will be said for Tua after this game on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top.
1: Yeah, they got a tough stretch of games like the last six yeah. weeks. So we're going to find out a lot about them. Uh, you know, I know they have had a bit of a sulfur schedule, but – you know, all these six, these last six games are pretty brutal.
2: Yeah. I feel like we, we, we back on top, man. We, it, like, for us, it's in our own hands. Like, as a Bills right. fan, you're well, yeah. excited about the end of this season because now it comes down to, okay, if the Bills show up, it, you know, you got a very, very strong chance to win a division and, and maybe even still be in position for the conference. Um, what are your, Twan, what are your key, keys to victory in this game if you're, if you're a Dolphins fan? How do you, especially with these injuries that we just talked about?
1: Uh, I mean, goes back to the protecting to as I kind of touched on. Uh, running the ball, yeah, I definitely think that's a big key too. So you're not throwing the ball like thirty five, forty times. So the pass rush doesn't necessarily get to you, uh, on a regular basis. And trying to slow down Christian McCaffrey too. I know uh, Mitchell for San Francisco is gonna is gonna be out for six to eight weeks. So a lot of it's gonna be on McCaffrey there and to, to run the load there. So if you're able to shut him down, then I definitely think they gotta. Legit shot. I think it's gonna be one of the better games of the weekend too, to be honest with you. It's sad that I don't think a lot of people are gonna be getting the game there uh nationally, but yeah, it's definitely one of the marquee games of the weekend, if not the marquee game of the weekend.
2: Man, if they don't go ahead and just and just let you know I, I don't I don't I get it. I get it. But I feel like when when I don't know. I just feel like you should be able to I feel like football. All of these games should be included with. If you got Direct TV and you got all these different sites, you we paying for everything these days. You got seventeen different subscriptions to stuff. If you even have like the NFL Plus app, first of all, it's It's trash. Not good. It is not good. But you got you paying for all of these subscriptions, and then like you can't even watch the games you want to watch. It's ridiculous, man. I got links on on deck if y'all need him hit me up on i'm joking i'm joking don't take the video (laughs) 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 but but uh now sterles in the flip what do you think the 49ers have to do um so i just kind of talked about what you know the dolphins have to do to win this game what do we want to see from the 49ers because i want to see them win yeah i think you need to take a take a page out of uh the tony dungy defensive
0: playbook of success which is you know a don't let them burn you deep you know keep it all in front of you make to have eight nine ten play drives make them earn every touchdown they get you have the number one defense you got a great matchup linebacker fred warner you got guys on the edge that can rush the passer you know apply pressure um you know with that with that front four right you know their front seven is really good so i i would just uh you know run the football make them you know san francisco i mean uh the dolphins don't have a good defense you know they they're in the secondary, they they they're missing cues. Xavier Howard is a great turnover machine, but at the, you know at the same time, it's like they can't cover a soul back there. So I, I would I would keep the pedal to the metal there. I, I would throw the ball deep and I would throw it off. And I know it's Jimmy Garoppolo, but yeah, keep it uh, run that football, man. That's their bread and butter.
1: Yeah, they, uh, believe it or not, Xavier Howard just has one interception this year, which came last week. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's hard to believe. He, but he's
0: always around the football. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, he hasn't had the year I think a lot of people uh, expected, but I think part of that also they've been throwing to the other side and then not trying to throw his way, especially when you know you don't have a, like a Byron Jones there who's been out all year.
2: Well, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to this game. Like when I when I wasn't, I know it was it was funny and what, I, but I'm when I tell you I'm a 49ers fan for real. This weekend is going down. Like I'm. I, well, I, I'm well, here's
1: the thing: like if the Bills take care of business the next couple of weeks, you got nothing to worry about.
2: It's it's not even just a worry, like for me right now, when it comes to this game, I'm so sick and tired of the way Dolphins fans talk. It's not, it's not. even about this because t- I'm confident in my team now. Like like I said earlier, everything's in our hands. We, you know, if the Bills win, if they show up every week, it is what it is. But man, the way the way these Dolphins fans talk, they so reckless, man. They so. Re- but I get it. They're excited because their team is winning. They finally have some something to be excited about over the last few years, especially when it comes to the Bills. They beat the Bills this year. Uh, since Josh Allen has come into the league, he's owned them. So, so, I mean, I understand the excitement, you know, but it's just like, dude, the way they talk. And then there's this one, there's this one content creator specifically, like specifically who was super disrespectful after we lost that game. The the chefs, uh, are you familiar with the chefs in Buffalo? They're always like, yeah,
1: Yeah, we talked about this uh, earlier, man.
2: Like this clown, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I, I just can't, so I can't wait, dog. I can't, I can't wait. Like, like, Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about these Jets. The Jets got to be. Bring... No, because for real, it's so, man, it, man it's, it's just so disrespectful. And it's like the chefs are two dudes that if you've ever met them, they're two of the nicest cats. Like, for real. Like, they're just so nice to everybody. Um, they've been super fans forever. So yeah. if you ever come to Buffalo and you want to take a picture with the chefs, they do it. They smile. They, You know, it's like it's, they never give any issue. And this guy is, like, cussing them out, saying all types of things that that they don't They don't play for the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, show some respect to people in general. Like, just complete. Anyway, the Jets game. The Jets game. <laughs> why you can take the lead on this, man. What what ha- What is happening this Sunday?
1: Uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think, that, you know, the Jets have an opportunity. If they're going to win, they got two games on the road against the Vikings and Bills. I think this is the easier of the two, not the, just the Vikings, but their defense is ranked 32nd in pass coverage uh, in NFL this year. So if you're going to win this, then I think this is, if you're going to want to win one, at least split, this is the one to do it. I mean, Mike White had a tremendous day against the Bears. You know, do for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Obviously, this is a much different challenge when you're facing the Vikings. Although I know the secondary is a good, they have a do. They do have a really good front four uh, with Cedarius Smith and also uh, Daniel Hunter. They're able to get pressure there with their front four. So it's going to be about Mike White. Can he make um, sound decisions um, once again? And you know, you're not going to have uh, Mike. M- more likely, you're not going to have Michael Carter start, and he's he's uh, doubtful for the game. There, I, I doubt he's going to play. And then James Robinson hasn't necessarily, you know, that deal hasn't necessarily worked out. He's not necessarily happy about his role. He got, he was inactive last week. So you're probably going to have to rely on Zonovan Knight and also Ty Johnson to carry the run game. And, you know, it's a tall order. But, you know, I definitely think the Jets have enough to be able to get the job done. And if you can get pressure on Kirk Cousins, for, for some mistakes there defensively, it should be another close game, especially with their defense there. It's just about can they pull it out in the end once again? And, you know, we saw with the Patriots game how they weren't able to pull it out. It came down, came down to a special teams play, and I definitely think it could be the same case in this one.
0: Can you I speak like to right. – I do, too. I was going to ask a question about that. Can you speak to, like, what – you know, Mike White being the starter last week, like, have you seen a difference in the approach or the energy uh, with the team now? You know, they, Mike White comes in for the second year in a row he's done this and, and, and provided a spark offensively for this team. What's What's the energy like with the players?
1: Well, I think they like Mike White. I think he's just a really nice guy that's just easy to root for, especially with his story where, you know, he came from Dallas. You know, he was way from them, and the Jets signed him, and he kind of bounced back between the practice squad, and they had the roster, and finally stuck last year and got his opportunity when Zach Wilson got hurt uh, and had the great game against Cincinnati there. Wasn't able to really follow that up against matchups against the Colts and then threw four interceptions against the Bills there, and now has his opportunity to – Try to keep the job permanently, at least for the rest of the year anyway. Like, I don't know what may happen in the offseason, but at least for the rest of the year, keep the job there. Although the Jets keep, they'll tell you on the outside that their plan is to bring back Zach Wilson at some point. But, you know, if you keep winning, you know, it's going to be hard to, you know, in order right. to do that. So as long as he takes care of business, you know, in these next two weeks, then I think he's going to remain the starter. But if they go 0 2 and then he struggles, then you know, they might bring back Zach Wilson and, you know, they also might be, you know, eliminated from playoff contention eventually, too, as well. But Zach, uh, Mike White gives you the best opportunity to reach the playoffs. All he needs to do is just play average football. You don't need to necessarily go out there and beat Kurt Warner back in 1999 where you come off the bench and, you know, become the Super Bowl MVP. You just need him to, you know, not turn the ball over and give you a playmaker's opportunity to win.
2: And that's, that's the thing, man, and that, that, that sounds so bad when you think about you have a first-round pick that you would think would be able to take advantage of a defense like the Jets have. The Jets have, you know, as much as I, I dogged them, you know, I joke and I dogged them, but it's like they, they have a defense that if they just had a quarterback that didn't lose the game for them, the Jets could probably have a similar record to the Bills and, and the Dolphins right now.
1: They yeah, I mean, that's why I said
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't
1: no need need two. They need Matt. They could take Matt Jones, and I think they um be right there. They just need average quarterback play. That's, That's it. Crazy. Like you put Matt Jones on the Jets right now, they they would have a chance to win it. At least they're making the playoffs. Like yeah. at least
2: it's just it's just crazy. You know, it's crazy to think about. So my question to you, and this is like, is it's not um I guess it's not relevant right now because we're in the season and all that. But if things keep going this way, could you see? Because I, I really feel like a trade um, for certain quarterbacks to run a league. Like I feel like I thought Jimmy should have left San Francisco last year. I can see Jimmy coming to a team like New York and being better than, you know, like just to, to be a consistent quarterback, not lose games for you, not, you know, I think he's better than what a lot of people are giving him credit for. I know this year he got some weapons. That's like, you know, you get Christian McCaffrey with Debo Samuel, you're going to be scared. I could probably go out there and throw for 100 yards, maybe. You know what I mean? Give me, give me a couple of those, what do they call it, the, the pitch, the little pass handoff joints they yeah. do. Give me a couple of those. <laughs> I could get you 100-something yards. But I think somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo could come to New York and, I'm not going to say Jersey this time, I ain't going to make you mad,
1: but he could come to New yeah, York. That's not making me mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's a connection. Rob Basala was the defensive coordinator in San Francisco. I mean, Mike LaFleur is, you know, they're, they run a similar offense as the 49ers. So uh, Matt LaFleur was there. I mean, so, yeah, they they have, like, connections, like, with the 49ers. So it would be perfect, like, for Jimmy G. They end up going from San Francisco to New York. So, yeah, I definitely think that's that's a possibility. I think it would be some kind of veteran quarterback. I think you got to add somebody. Derek Carr might be a possibility there. I think the Raiders are probably letting him go. Um in the offseason. We'll see what happens with Ryan Tannehill and uh, Tennessee Titans. I know they took mm. Willis in the third round last year, but you know, they may keep him another year. But I know he's has like a big cap number they might want to get away from. So those are probably names three names that I would probably look at as far as like veterans that can come in and, you know, stabilize the situation until you find a, you know, long term solution.
2: I would like to see Derek Carr in Indianapolis. I, I would like to see him with the Colts.
1: Yeah, that would, that would make sense. I mean, yes. that But I don't know who the coach is gonna be. It's not gonna be Jeff Saturday moving forward unless they just go.
2: Dude, do we talk I don't even remember? Did we crazy. talk about did we talk about that that um no we haven't like we haven't. I, I was
1: not here when we talked like if you did, I wasn't here, so
2: man, can we just real quick go back in time for a minute and talk about the foolishness that happened at the end of that game where he just basically gave the clock management i feel like
1: oh yeah yeah
2: i feel like if you play madden you know to call a damn time out there you know what i mean like and i hate to even use that because i feel like everybody who thinks they you know everybody who plays madden thinks they know how to coach but i mean seriously if you play madden you know to call a time out there what (laughs) the heck was going on and like i I, I don't get it that's the first the first major fumble
1: well i I don't know that was the. Well, that was one of them, but I think you know, it was like how can I say this? It was like they were he was not calling timeouts in order for them to lose. It's like they were tanking. That's what it looked like. That's exactly what I don't want to say they were, but that's that's what it looked like. It was like, you know, we're not gonna call these timeouts because everything was just discombobulated. And then I'm like, why are you not calling time? Like you're letting so much time go off the clock there, it makes no sense whatsoever. It goes back to this guy shouldn't have got the job in the first place. But yeah, I get you wanted a motivational guy, wanted to get somebody to get the offensive line and check, and wanted somebody to, you know, try to, you know, get some energy in that room. And it worked for a game. I mean, they beat the Raiders, but then again, like anybody, I, I think a lot of coaches could have beat the Raiders there. So it's not really, you know, saying a whole lot, but it's, it's just a mess. Like, Earth, Earth, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't Shout know if they.
2: And shout out to my dog uh, Josh Jacobs when we talk about the Raiders. I got to put some respect on Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he's leading much oh.
1: in the NFL right now, so yeah. he's killing. Who he saw killin', that coming? Man.
2: Well, I, I liked him, but I ain't see this coming. You know what I mean? Like I've always uh, spoken highly of him, and I remember last year on the Hump Day Hotline, me and Joe talked about it. Or was it last year we played him, or the year before? Whenever whenever we played the Raiders last, and I'm like, yo, we I'm telling you, if we don't stop because we had a weak running defense at that point, and I'm like, Josh Jacobs has the ability to kind of just open it up and. I didn't think he's gonna open it up like this. This year he's having a season, man. Yeah. Like I-, I love it for him too, because he' he's about to get paid. He about to get paid.
1: So he may get franchised a franchise the year, but yeah, he eventually he's gonna get paid, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's yeah. gonna get paid and fall off, is what's gonna happen. Cause anytime you put dump all that money to a running back, man, it just don't yeah, go well. I hate right? paying
1: running backs like that too. That's why yeah. I was like, Yeah, I might franchise for a year to see if he can do it again and then maybe draft somebody else and let him go. What do. <laughs> it,
2: it worked out paying shady for us. And you know, it's yeah, certain that's, guys, true. that's true. It's certain it's I, I understand that it's not normal, but I'm saying like there's certain guys like Derrick Henry got injured, but he looks back. I don't know. I just feel like you know, because his running game is coming back. Like this year, I think the NFL was averaging the entire cross the across the entire NFL, they're averaging more yards per carry ever. Like in in the history of the NFL, it's the most average yards per carry, and I just I, I love it. I, I love it. Um, real quick question about the Bills. Uh, Mafia talk wants to know. So with this running back room, are we comfortable letting Motor walk and give the backfield to Cook, or do you think we'll either draft another running back and sign a, a vet? Does Hines take over? I have a very. I have. I don't think Hines takes over. I, I just. I keep saying this. I've been saying this week by week. I think. I think Naheem Hines is a good football player, but I don't think he's the football player that Bill's fans anticipated him being. He is not Christian McCaffrey level. He's not a, he's not a game changer. He's a good, solid backup. I like cook as well. I think you keep developing him and he might be that dude. If it were up to me, though, um, motor's having a good year, not a great year. So I think we can get motor back on a decent deal. Uh, Sterles, why don't you take this and then, you know, we'll run this around to Antoine to see what he thinks. Honestly,
0: I'd let Motor go uh, and draft a guy. I mean, you look at the stable of running backs that are coming to the league in the draft this year, it's 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 bananas. Uh, so that production that Motor brings, I think you can replace. So I'd rather have James Cook and, and a rookie be your, your 1A, 1B kind of thing and let Naheem Hines play the James Cook role now. Uh, no disrespect to Motor, but you know, I just think that from an athletic standpoint, and, and contact balance, I mean, he just doesn't really offer you much. Seeing him in the pass game, he's dropping passes. To, I mean, that, that kind of stuff drives me crazy, especially when there's no one around you and you're just dropping passes. Like, you can get a really you – you can get an upgrade, I'm telling you. Like, you can get a running back that could do what motor does and, and offer you the same amount of pass protection or, or or picking up blitzes, you know, that he does in the draft this year. I mean, I could name three or four guys that could do that. So,
2: uh, I, I'd say let him go. I just don't trust Brandon. Be- I, now, Bill's going to get mad. I trust Brandon Bean as a GM. I don't trust him as an eye for talent for, for running backs. The running backs that he's drafted in the – come on, man. Like, we already – we traded one for Naheem Hines. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. Twan, what you think about that? Uh, I, oh, yeah. We like, unless get unless you have
1: a, a generational running back uh, as a whole, like, on your roster, then draft them young, run them into the ground for four years, let them go, draft their replacement, yep. and just keep just keep it moving. Unless you got like a Ladanian Tomlinson or Derrick Henry or something like that, then yeah, I, I'm not about paying running backs. Like I'm really not. Like I, I don't think. Yeah, you look at look at Ezekiel Elliott with the Cowboys. Their deal was terrible, and then that sure. all this, honestly, they got a like Politz better running back than him right now. So yeah, right, yeah, right, right. So for me, like yeah, just keep drafting running backs until unless you got like a home run like hall of fame guy then yet yeah i I don't sign him at all to a second contract that's just always been my philosophy
0: but i see Um, what you're saying spence about what brandon because brandon Bean holds on to his guys for too long you know what i'm saying so he he gonna he'll probably re-sign motor but i don't think that's the play but i think you know there's something to be said about brandon Bean and his ability to draft wide receiver and running back talent I, i just don't think he's it doesn't seem like he's very confident in that
2: you know well I don't think that I don't think he wants to use high draft capital on those positions. Like it seems like he, he values the defensive line and maybe even the offensive line more like we took, um, we took an offensive lineman in, in the second round that we ended up trading to the Arizona Cardinals. So it, you, you but it's like, I, I yeah. just don't feel like um, when it comes to running backs, I know this year we took cook in the second round, but I feel like you almost had to when the jets took, took hall and you, you know, like you, you had to add some type of dynamic weapon, but, I don't know. I just don't I don't trust him when it comes to draft running backs and, and wide receivers at this point, because to me, I, don't, I still don't think Gabe Davis is like the dude that that we want. But that's a different conversation. Let's move on to the last game of the week <laughs> that I want to really highlight. I just don't feel like arguing with everybody. You're right, though. Me, but you're right. You know, I just Gabe Davis to me. He's not he's not wide receiver, two. He got a touchdown last night. Yay. He also had two drops last night, and he's had a ton of drops throughout the season. Coming into the game last night, he had 33 receptions for the Three. year. Same thing with Dawson Knox. He's Dawson Knox is being underutilized, and he has 33 receptions. I, I just don't... Anyway, the Chiefs game. The Chiefs and the Bengals. I think that's also a game that everybody's going to have their eyes on. Uh, Twan, what are you watching for when you watch that game?
1: Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, Jamar Chase will be back, too, and then Uh, I'm trying to see. I want to see if uh, Joe Mitson returns too. Still, but and yet he still hasn't been cleared from concussion protocol. If he can be cleared, then I think that's a bit boost for the Bengals. There, you get your uh, trio back with Burrow, Chase, and uh, Mitson. And I mean, you need all hands on deck, especially in a game like this where you're playing a high-powered Chiefs team that you know. Obviously, you know what Patrick Mahomes is, and you know you know what Travis Kelsey is too. Is and so I definitely think it'll be like a shootout, like kind of similar. I think what we saw in the regular season matchup between the Bengals and Chiefs last year, too, as well. So, yeah, basically, it's, it's going to be – it might be one of those cases where the whoever gets the ball last ends up winning the game, too. But, you know, I know you're not big on the Bengals, but, you know, they definitely they're, – they're in it. They still have an opportunity to win a division. Uh, it's a big game for them. Obviously, still a big game for the Chiefs, too, as well. They want to uh, continue to, you know, hold serve in the AFC in the number one spot, too, especially with the Bills winning. So, yeah, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to this one. This definitely is going to be a huge matchup.
2: Yeah, I'm not high on them, but I would absolutely love for the Bengals to to prove me wrong when it comes to this weekend. Like, go out there and smack these boys. Smack the Chiefs. Where you at with the Sterkos? I mean these te- these two teams are are practically identical.
0: You you got the the second ranked offense in the Kansas City Chiefs versus the eighth ranked defense uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And I, and if I'm not uh, mistaken, I think the the Chiefs are ranked ninth and the Bengals are ranked eighth in defense. So these guys, the matchups that are there, I think it's going to come down to the who who's going to make a play. And right now, if I had to make a, uh, an assumption or a guess, I, I really do think that the Bengals have a really good opportunity to come in here and win this game if Jamar Chase plays. You know, T. Higgins had a really good game last week. Uh, and, and maybe we should start thinking about the Bengals in a different light. Maybe this is just one of those teams that they just start off slow. I mean, last year we saw them catch lightning in the bottle toward the middle of the season. They carried that momentum to the playoffs to the Super Bowl. So maybe, you know, I I, I was with you earlier, like, yo, the Bengals are trash. But now they seem to be getting it together. And so, you know, Trey Hendrickson and these guys, if they can continue to find a pass rush, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, If I had to put money on it, I bet on the Chiefs because, I mean, there is no stopping Travis Kelsey right now and Patrick Mahomes.
2: But I think, like you guys said, you know, it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last i just I, I still don't believe in them the way i did they, now in the afc i think because it's loaded at the top there like obviously it's division winners and then those wild card spots i think it's going to be tough like you know when we're still talking about um you know the jets kind of having the ability hopefully to make it the, Patri- the Patriots, mm-hmm. probably out now but you know like when you have certain teams up there and th- i don't think they're winning that division i, I still think that that the Baltimore Ravens. I know they took an L and it was an ugly loss with the two point conversion. And you know, I, I get it. You lost to Jacksonville. But I, I just don't see Lamar it, it, I don't know. I just I just I don't see Lamar Jackson really taking those type of L's to really put the Bengals in position to win that division. And I feel well, like I mean, just look like
1: uh ah. They're tied up right now. I mean they got the same record. Only thing Ravens have the uh tiebreaker right now because they won early in the season. So I mean they got a game week eighteen, They could be the division. Like, yeah. so I could definitely see that being the 830 game, 820 game on Sunday night. I mean, that might be what it comes down to, you know?
2: All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get ready to get on out of here. If y'all are listening or if y'all watching and y'all still have some free time, my man Bruce Nolan and Nate Geary is coming up directly following us with Food for Thought. Make sure y'all check it out on that bubble, Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I forgot to say, and I apologize to our sponsors, this is sponsored by Picasso Pizza and Buffalo treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso pizza. That's Picasso pizza.net shipping local and nationwide. Uh, before we get on out of here, we got about four minutes before we have to get on out of here. I do want to ask um, if there is an album or if there's anything that y'all listening to that I need to listen to this week while I'm watching the games.
0: I got one for you, man. Uh, Metro oh, yeah. Boomin, Metro Boomin uh, came out with a new album uh, the, today, actually. And I I like it. it's called heroes and villains. Uh, you know, it's 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 just that trap. You know, you listen to Takeoff's uh, song on there. Uh, it's pretty dope, actually. I I, pull, I just pulled
2: it up, but it's called uh, "Feel the Fire." I think okay. I
0: think it's dope.
2: I check it out, and I um I read today that Takeoff's uh, the 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 suspect was arrested in Takeoff's murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so so that's good news. Um, but no, I check out Metro Boomer's album. Metro, I mean consistently he's one of the they put out good, metro puts out good music yeah. just in general uh antoine what you listening to uh
1: I, i've been listening to uh i, I like merce I, I don't know how many uh like how how much of y'all merce have y'all listened to like he's one of my yeah. favorite yeah. underground hip-hop art, artists mm-hmm. like he has an album with uh the grouch that i definitely like too also another underground guy so yeah i, I definitely been vibing to that so that's been a solid album all right. Well, this this week, um, really more so
2: today, but then you know I'm gonna stick on it this weekend too. I've been I've been kind of catching up on Joey Badass. I, I like that 2000 album that he dropped earlier this year in, in July. I'm about to probably go and dig into some of his other his earlier music too. Dude is a beast. I didn't realize. Like I I knew he was really? good. Like, You've been yeah. sleeping on that, Dan. I have 100. <laughs> percent. I've been sleeping on that. But you know, it's like I feel like uh, there's so many there's so many artists that come out of new york and you know it's like sometimes they get lost in the shuffle i definitely was sleeping on a show badass i ain't even gonna hold you like the well, dude is well, nice. you
1: Um bringing back into his older stuff like i listen to 1999 too
2: okay mm-hmm. all right yeah, i'm gonna I check it out more. i'm gonna check it out so uh we gonna get on out of here Twan. why don't you let everybody know where they got
1: my name Antoine Staley, on twitter that's why he's his way to find it <laughs>
2: And Sterling, why, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you as well. Hey, at Ferro
0: Sterling on Twitter, man. <laughs> you can find me at the Buffalo Rumlins Vidcast Network,
2: com. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how I do it over here. It's your boy, Jay Spencer King. And uh, I represent that Buffalo Rumlins Vidcast Podcast Network. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other. Live in peace. As always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills.